0: You are listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com Hi, welcome back to the horny housewife. I'm your host Jordan I'm pretty sure most of us are on the internet in some capacity. If you've ever scrolled TikTok or Instagram, because it's on the reels, it's on all the fucking little short videos. There is this video, I guess it's like an, an ad, because they want you to be convinced to do it. And I never give it the time of day. I mean, I'll like start it, and then I'm done So I'm just like, gag, gag, gag. It's the one where a song starts, and the the screen is to the person who doesn't know what this song is about to be. And this song happens to be a custom created song for your lover. And they're like, no, is this about us? Is this about us? And it's like, either like R&B vibe, country, wannabe T-Swifty auto-tuned. I mean, it's all giving... Mediocre in the music department, but a far better singer than me, obviously. Well, about five minutes ago, I decided to actually finish one of them and hear the fucking song and seeing the man get all teary eyed. Like, You were 15, I was 13, but you're still checking me out by the school bus, And it's just like, sweet. And I was like, I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to get one of these. I want to see my husband have an emotional... Does he have those? An emotional reaction to a song written about our love. And then I was like, wait a fucking second. Our love story in a song... One day I moved to Portland. Three days later, I got a job. It was actually kind of a bullshit job. Y'all kind of tricked me into thinking it was going to be one thing, and it wasn't. And I was kind of disappointed. I actually almost quit, but a manager was like, hey... We'll give you a better position if you stay. And I stayed. And then I was in manager meetings and you were the boss. So I, I fucked you because I knew I wanted to fuck the boss. My boss's boss, I wanted to fuck the boss. So one day an employee had a birthday party and you happened to drop by the same restaurant. You walked up to the table and bought everybody a shot. I was like, I'm going to fuck him. Watch me, everybody. That actually is an HR violation. (laughs) (laughs) One I fuck led to the next, and the rest of the night is inappropriate, but we didn't have sex. I was on my period, but I pretended that I had (laughs) self-respect. If I had not been on my period, I would have fucking laid it down. You would have been addicted to the pussy from day one. Just kidding. <laughs> should I stop doing it and sing songy? The story gets good. Okay. Anyways, I guess I should wrap the song up a little bit. Basically, all of this was a no-no at your work. So after... A few more events and taking me on a trip—is that love bombing? Then HR said him or your job, and I picked him and became a stay-at-home girlfriend. The end. Slightly problematic. And looking back, girls don't don't become a stay-at-home girlfriend. I mean, as long if you have an exit strategy and you've got money in the bank and a savings and. Your own fallback, don't do that. Okay, let's move forward. But all in all, uh, I don't think I'll be getting a song, or maybe I should. Maybe that would be epic to get our love song. I wonder how inappropriate and foul they can be. It will determine on that. But one time I did get a cameo from Ramona Singer, if you know, you know Real Housewives of New York, and she did it. And she said what I wanted her to, and I wanted her to talk about sex, and she did. So. I'm sure we can get those no-name songs, singers, songwriters, <laughs> to be inappropriate. Also, can we just hold space and acknowledge what a lucky, <clears throat> excuse me, what a lucky man my husband is. That could have gone so differently. So used, abused, and taken, okay? Either one of us. could happen to both of us. <laughs> but it didn't. Here I am, mommy of his children. And him a little bit. Okay. Let's get to the show. New people listening. There's a whole archive, baby. There's a whole archive. It could be a fun day for you. An emotional roller coaster, if you will. Thrilling. Thrilling. Today, I'm talking about social media and this is a part one. Okay. Definitely. Social media and its effect on marriage. This episode was going to go in a totally different direction, and I'm not even kidding you when I tell you eight hours ago, I read a suggestion from a listener to talk about this and I scrapped everything and said, we're fucking doing it. And that is why it's a part one, because I know more questions are going to come. I would love to get an expert in on this. I'm going to be regurgitating information, statistics, what I've read up on, and just my, my point of view, my perspective, because I fucking have one and I'm sure you do too. So stay tuned for those polls. If you are new or you're not new and you've just been a little chicken shit to ask a listener question, you can ask at my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com, at, on, in, or you can slide in the DMs over on Instagram. That's where the polls will be, at underscore thehornyhousewifepodcast. And if you're an audio erotica lover, yes, there's audio erotica, not just the kind you read, the schmut you read, the smut you listen to. Not written by me, written by different people that have different styles of writing and different genres. So the Patreon is for you, great foreplay, great solo, get you in the mood, create the atmosphere for ya, slow masturbation down, and start off with an erotica. Sometimes my little rating at the end of it could be a boner killer. So if you want to just turn it off when you know it, when I say the end, if you're feeling it, but if not, my rating might throw you off. If you know, you know, but that link will be in the episode notes. Okay, let's, let's start this shit. Let's kick it off with listener questions. And this first one is is a doozy because it'll really make you think, and I think there are a lot of listeners, the ones that feel like they're in a situation where they're stuck, that no matter what I say, it's not really applicable or it's a dead end for them and they find it frustrating. So listen to this shit. I'm going to do my best, by the way. I'm going to do my best. I just wanted to offer a new perspective that might apply to many of the listener questions I hear on this podcast. I find that the majority of sex and relationship podcasts feature female hosts who are high libido or highly motivated entrepreneurs or both. In other words, more masculine energy. So digest that, really remember that part, okay? When listeners, usually male, describe dead bedrooms or unsatisfying marriages, so often the advice seems to come down to effectively communicating with their partners so that they can make a change. I believe that this kind of advice will ultimately frustrate the men who receive it. Based on my own experience, women in these relationships tend to lack the motivation to make that kind of change, and meaning the women that are in marriages that it is a dead bedroom. The no sex drive, the no desire, the no willingness from what he says. I suspect that it might be difficult for podcast hosts to imagine that so many other women lack that masculine energy. I disagree. I do not find that difficult to imagine. I think it is extremely, extremely common. Probably a huge percentage of women feel that way. They are comfortable being lazy, secure that divorce is too costly for their partners and just don't care. I also think that is a a hopeless mindset and and I'm a cynical person, by the way. I can get very like feeling just it is what it is and it sounds ugly sometimes, but There are women who I'm sure feel the way you just described. I don't want to not validate your feeling, but I don't want you to feel that all women are like this, especially ones that aren't horny. That doesn't mean that they're just lazy and secure that divorce is too costly and don't care. That is not the case. I don't know if there is any solution for when her pilot light has gone out. But in my case, I know that frankly communicating my feelings surely doesn't inspire any change. Okay, well, as I hear you totally, and I feel like that sucks. And I think there are like, like you said, lots of guys in your shoes that feel the way you just described. And while I wish I had the magical answer, the the line. I mean, I'm I'm not against you saying have you said the true blue how you felt? Have you like actually said your lack of willingness, the visible you're not in it? I'd love to hear where you're not feeling it with me and why that is. Like, no way have you had a real conversation and maybe you would say, yes, she won't have that. Like, if I initiate, I'm shut down, uh, the pilot light is off, Jordan, there's nothing there, nobody's home. And I guess at that point, if there's zilch willingness and you've gone about it every way, then I guess it's your choice whether you want to stay in that situation or not. And I guess you could come up with a million reasons why it's not logical or why it sounds so difficult and hard, but I guess it's at what cost. It's what are your priorities. And for some people, they can stay in those situations and sleep and and be fine and others can't. So I guess it just kind of depends what person you are. And that's not for me to judge. But I will say when it comes to the masculine energy that you bring up, like for instance, there are women... Women I know, women I'm sure we all see online, (laughs) we're not supposed to judge, that are Clearly, in their masculine energy, and I've seen a common theme of women who are hashtag girl bosses and make a lot of money, and they like you hear like through a friend who knows them really well that they pay for everything, and they don't you know really care if he contributes or not. They want their man to be doting on them and obsessed with them, and laying it down and being that shoulder to lean on and. Who the fuck am I to judge them? More power to them sounds really fun. Honestly, sounds cool. I do wonder like how does that pan out? How does that... And I mean, how does it translate to respect? I think these are all like variables that just could depend on what kind of person you are, what kind of personality you have, maybe what you saw growing up, what you value, core beliefs, your perspective. So it's all relative and there's no right or wrong there. But I will say, I believe that And it can go, I'm sure, both ways, that you need that balance of the yin and the yang. And I happen to believe that women, like with our masculine energy, we can do so many amazing things. We can create so much, dominate in certain ways, and we need that masculine energy. And to tap into it is a skill and own it, rock it. But we need that feminine to go back to that's innately in us, our softer side. And we actually are super strong and thrive there. And what we add to a man and his masculine when we're in our feminine is like a special kind of magic potion shit. I think that's the essence of when they say, behind a great man is a great woman. It's just like this vortex. And I think those energies we know complement each other really well. And when it comes to sex, I feel like, okay, you're saying podcast female, like female podcast host or high libido women, they're in their masculine. I mean, I know for me that I have to be put in my feminine or be in my feminine and be receiving my husband and his masculine to be having the type of sex that we love and enjoy. And... I think that you have to step up in your masculine are you subconsciously going into your feminine because she's leading in the masculine so you take on the softer role like for the balance and really if you want to like counteract that you need to step up in your masculine and soften her I know some people are like, what the fuck is she saying? Some people are loving it and some people are like nay saying it. And I guess it is whatever you want it to be. But I would challenge yourself, I'll tie this together and this little part by saying, take a look-see and see like, how are you showing up? Are you showing up kind of as a bitch boy? I mean, I'm just going to say it. Or like, have you been initiating? Or are you just taking it for what it is? So I think you need, in that conversation that I said about really calling her out for what it is, that is going to take some fucking masculine, ballsy, assertive energy, like if you get shut down like no you're not, you're not getting shut down you're getting these words on and she's going to hear them whether she wants to hear them or not Okay, you need to make it happen. I, if she starts sprinting, grabs the keys and sprints to the car and backs and runs away, then maybe there's something really wrong going on. But I think you can get out some words. If she doesn't want to have the conversation, you can still deliver the message. And at times I and it's and it sounds like this is the time to really paint it black. I just that doesn't really make sense to spill the beans to say it like it is. And to answer your question, I think what inspires change is believing in a reality where it can be different, where it looks different, where you're communicating differently or actually fucking communicating for once and having sex that you both enjoy. and it's gonna have to be really weird. And I guess I just struggled to to get the excuse of, well, like she's not having the conversation. And if there really is, you are getting a mute person, then I don't feel bad for someone who chooses to just stay in it. Like at that point, that woman must expect you to go get it somewhere else. Like shit. And I don't, I hate saying that because that's going to make some loser guy like defend his poor behavior, but... Why, why? You know, you don't have to pick that forever. Uh, but I do think you can find out way more answers. I think men settle and just like say, "Oh, well, this is what it is." So it's like, mm, try a little harder. You should try harder. And how are you showing up? And I don't care high libido or a female entrepreneur. Uh, I we, we can totally see that there are women who don't feel comfortable in a certain realm or doing a certain thing and it's for many many reasons and so that's where empathy and compassion comes in and then having the realization maybe she doesn't like fucking you maybe the sex hasn't been very good maybe she doesn't feel connected to you maybe she feels like you don't try at all maybe you're not dating her maybe you've wrote her off and maybe she just says you know what When you see someone do the same fucking thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again, you start to lose fucking hope and that goes both ways. So someone's got to feel some inspire, what's the word, inspiration, fucking inspiration. Or it sounds like you're choosing misery. And last thing, I think there are lots of women who can really tap in and are in their masculine energy at many points in their whatever career, whatever, that are not dominatrix, that like they prefer, I would say, I bet you a majority of them prefer to be submissive. Indeed, indeed. Okay, moving onward. Question number two. Hi there. Love your podcast. I'm as vanilla as they come. I don't masturbate. I'm not confident in my skin. (laughs) Then you need to do both of those things, or you need to do the first one, and you're going to feel the second one. I know my husband of eight years loves me even after a twin pregnancy has forever changed my body. We have sex usually three times a week, and he is very passionate. Amazing. We always do the same positions, and I don't know how to change it up. I don't want to be a starfish, but what am I supposed to do in missionary position? Okay. Okay. Well, it sounds like y'all are a cute-ass couple. sounds like he appreciates you, loves you, adores you, and you sound like a willing little baddie who is is down to maybe change up the reality. And I feel like you're selling yourself short. But I could see how things get in routine. Maybe you're calling it like it is. I'm just going to take it like you're my sister, saying, listen, bitch, I'm vanilla, and I'm on my fucking back. So what what does mommy need to do? When you're down there, are y'all kissing? I have so many questions. I would use your hands. Use your hands. Get up in the hair. Go down to his dick. Fondle his balls, slap his ass. Yes, I'm not. I'm not kidding about any of these answers. You could start lightly. You could just randomly throw an ass slap in there, and he's going to be like, "What the fuck?" Have a c- couple glasses of wine. Take a shot of tequila for fuck's sake. Do something wild, Cindy. I don't know what her name is. I'm just going. <laughs> So Cindy, I want you to fucking lay there. I want you to squeeze your tits together. I want you to touch yourself while he's fucking you. I want you to be a visual girlfriend, be a visual, archer. back, pull your hair out. Just kidding. Don't do that one. (laughs) Some guys like it when you go, oh, got too close to the microphone there. Some guys like it when you go cross-eyed, believe it or not. You can't do much wrong there girlfriend, you can't do much wrong. M- you never know. I don't want to risk it, but you go with the flow and you know how you do that and you be authentic while you're doing that. So you're not feeling like an idiot, which if you squeeze your tits together and then you get present, it's going to go perfectly. Okay. So push your boobs together. If you can lick your nipple, I think that's great. We just throw that in there. I'm just off the Richter today. <laughs> And then you close your eyes because you deserve this. You'll get to the point where you can open your eyes and do this at the same time. Easy breezy. Practice masturbating. You're going to close your eyes and you're going to get into your senses and really focus on what you're feeling and just stay there. Any thought, especially a self-deprecating one or one that's like anxiety, fear, like, what do I look like? Oh, what's going on? I wonder what he's thinking. Or if you're a weird bitch and you're like, oh, is the oven on? Do I need to do laundry? I don't understand you bitches. You're going to karate punch all of those ideas. You flick them. Don't even let them in. You slightly see it's coming out. Focus on your breath for fuck's sake. Just focus on the inhale and the exhale if it's that goddamn hard. And it is sometimes. And then hopefully the pleasure will take over. If he just isn't fucking doing it for you, then you need to tell him. You don't want to be faking it and you're just having bad fucking sex. Tell him, guide him, guide him with his face, his mouth, his fingers, if you need to sit on him and fuck him, you deserve this. He deserves this. Y'all deserve this. And shit, I'm, I'm looking at the question. I don't even, you don't even have a problem. You're having sex three times a week. He's coming back for more on the regular. He's obsessed with you. So take the tips, the little missionary tips I told you. I dare you to turn over on your stomach and just rock as fucking world, bitch. Back up. And... I dare you to masturbate. That's your homework. I want you to do it bi-weekly for the next three months. This is intense. This is life-changing. This is free coaching, bitch, okay? And don't use a vibrator. That's the only rule because I might actually fuck things up for you if you do that. Uh, So you're going to use your hands, your finger. I know not. No one wants to finger themselves. You're going to (laughs) rub. You're going to hump your pillow. Sandy, just kidding. Get a dildo. Something rub rub yourself, okay? And if you need to watch porn, go for it. But this that's what you're going to do. That's the assignment and follow up. I'd love to hear from you. If your name is Cindy and you're listening, it's not about you. That was a decoy name. So, anyone but Cindy, okay? Next question. Another one that I'm just not so sure about, but I'm going to try. My boyfriend and I have been together 8 years. Our sex drives have gone up and down individually, and we've weathered it. Recently, he's made it known to me just how horny he is. He told me he wants it all the time, but for some reason, he just isn't initiating. He told me he thinks I'm hot and sexy and that he wants it, and then nothing happens. I'm the only one initiating sex, even though I feel like he's hardly interested, and I'm so confused. I know that a big part of the advice is going to be, quote, talk to him. (laughs) he listened to the chat, but I really just want an outside perspective on what's going on. I'm so confused. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to say what I think, and then I'm going to pause it. and I'm going to go ask my husband and then come back upstairs and tell you what he says. But that isn't like, you know, definitive by any means, but just a little insight from both the husband, the wife, and we've been together almost nine years. So like Z's. And, you know, you ride, right? And we're riding. But I, and as a woman, as a wifey, I can relate to being confused and being like, are you speaking Spanish? Am I speaking Spanish? I'm not understanding that, your words, your actions, I'm confused. And I know you don't want to talk about it, but I think when you do talk about it, I think it's fair to bring up like, you're wanting to be what he needs and I, it feels kind of icky saying that because I worry. This is where the sisterly advice comes in is he like watching a lot of porn right now maybe like he's horny but he's not like chasing it kind of thing like he's just down to fuck maybe like it'll get hard whenever or maybe he's got like porn on play on it in his head or maybe every girl he sees he's that's that's hard advice every girl he sees he's like oh I'm horny if I were you, the, you know, insecure beast inside of me, I would probably get some lingerie and try to visually entice or like see if he can hold up what he's saying. If he's saying is really horny, if I go and try to seduce him and not just be like, "Want to fuck me?" but like actually be a sexy bitch then he should be down to fuck and ready to go. I would try that. Maybe show like, hey, I see you, I hear you, I'm down. So maybe the way you're going about it, maybe the fact that you're not initiating it at all and he's kind of seeing, engaging, maybe that's immature of him to like say something and then be like, I'm just going to watch her. But maybe that's what he's doing. Or maybe he's whacking off all the time. This is a great poll question. I have a lot of male listeners, so we're going to ask the dudes. So dudes, what do you think her man is meaning or doing or experiencing? So I'm back. Yikesy poo. I asked Derek and I'm just going to pretend like you are my sister or my cousin, like best friend forever, forever. And I'm just going to tell you the truth. Derek said... He either doesn't, he's bored, or this is what he thinks. So it's just what he thinks, that he's bored or he doesn't want to fuck you. But I'm like, why would he tell her then that he's like, I'm horny? And he's like, maybe he wants to see what she'll do. But it sounds like if he's horny all the time and then he's not trying to get it, that could not, you know, maybe he's bored. So... Sometimes we have to swallow pills that are big, like a horse pill, and it's like going down. But guess what? You can fix that. You're not fucked. You're not fucked. Y'all can get fucked together. (laughs) We'll figure this out. But yeah, I suggest you, I would, if I were you, before the talk, I would not go talk about it first. I changed my answer. I would try to seduce him and not even be like where you're like, come home and you're in an outfit and he's caught off guard and maybe it's like, what the fuck? I think you should have a fun night where you be your sexiest self. Like You need to do some affirmations in the mirror, look good, feel good, remind yourself who the fuck you are and think of the best sex I've ever had, what that looked like, what it felt like, what led up to it. And shine like a diamond and have a few drinks, laugh a little, do the shit you love. If you have kids, put their asses to bed and you know, flirt, do do it, put it on, bitch. And then be a sexy slut and be assertive and take initiative. And I think how it goes will tell you a lot. And regardless of how it goes, whether it hurts your feelings or it is awesome sex, even if it's awesome sex, you're still going to ask. Not in post-nut, like not right after post-coital, is that what it's called? Post-nut is going to be easy breezy. Don't do it. Don't ruin that moment. That's that was immature of me probably. You're gonna wait and then you're gonna ruin it this day. <laughs> you're gonna wait and then go, hey, you know what I think is fucking peculiar? That you say you're horny all the time, yet doesn't seem like you're really wanting it from me. So what's that about? Is it like, is it me? Am I boring? Don't sugarcoat it, Todd. Don't sugarcoat it, Todd. I'm going to need you to tell me the fucking truth. If you want shit to get better, if you want to have a good sex life, if you want to be a dirty fuck with me, then you're going to tell me so we can figure this shit out. You're not going to lie and be a piece of shit and sweep it under the rug for nothing to get better. And you're not going to get addicted to porn. And you're not going to play mind games with me, Todd. So shoot me straight. That's what's going to happen. Okay. So love you. Like a sister. I still will be taking a poll on Monday. So, you know, in case me and my husband are just bad shit and like lost in this like weird trust no one land, you know, maybe, maybe we're wrong. But again, I'm, I'm gonna go with it. Okay. Like I said in the beginning, if you want to ask a question, ask anonymously, truly anonymously. You saw how good I was at protecting people's identities today. So, write in at www.thehornyhousewifepodcast.com or slide in my DMs at underscore thehornyhousewifepodcast and I'm going to put both of those links in the episode notes. A study published in computer and human behavior found a link between social media use and decreased marriage quality and every model analyzed. The study results predict that people who do not use social media are 11% happier in their marriages than people that regularly use social media and shit. I mean, I believe it. And where are the people who are not on social media and for both people in the marriage to not be on it, I mean, rare. Like, they got to be in the cult or something. No offense. If anyone's like, we don't use it, you're way cooler than me. No hate. Good for you. How'd you find this podcast? I don't even believe you. My husband, no social media. Literally nothing. If you find an active profile of him, he ha- you maybe might find a family picture of us somewhere on Facebook. A family. It says, like, hakes. And that's so he can have a business account, but you will not find my husband on social media. And if you do, please send me all of the proof so I can annihilate him and take half of his belongings. Okay. So yeah, he's a gem of a man, a rare GM that is not on social media and is not, there are pros and cons. I should have a whole episode <laughs> on this. Like, Like we don't want to get into all the cons, but like just being a little out of touch in certain regards. But it's also very cute and pure hearted and just just a rarity in this world. And I will not let it go. And that turned into a pro, you know, Uh, he is not jaded. And you know that... Make me, make me lose my breath, make me, the little water, I'm just butchering the lyrics and the girl shaking her ass and the water splashing on her back. My husband has no idea that is. Like I know everybody's jealous right now. Like I know every woman listening is like, wow, like wow. Like he doesn't know what these trends are. He doesn't know his eyes are shielded and he just like, he just gets to see me, (laughs) But sometimes, like I wish he could see videos. I mean, I'm going to be like, "Hello, you need to learn from this TikTok man what I'm expecting at home." So there's that. But for the most part, ninety five percent of it is beautiful, and I get a hundred percent. See, I you hear about couples, right? That. I mean, yeah. Is there a part of me that I'm like, he could be a serial killer? No, he's not. But there are men that don't have social media. And if I was out dating and met a man that said he didn't have social media, I would think he's either amazing or very, something is is bad, hidden, secretive. He has a family. He has three families. You know what I mean? Like if my husband was out cheating on me, like no one would know, right? I mean, pfft find this fucking podcast but yeah that wouldn't apply to him but for some men they could be hiding shit this is not what this is about this is not what this segment is about this is about the impact social media has on marriage and how destructive it can be and how, what a mind fuck it is all in all like we are not here to talk about any fucking positives about it. Today we are being negative. I think using resources like podcast and reading, and this is kind of like an audio format of reading and retaining information. And we're giggling. We're giggling too. We're getting entertained. We're being educated, informed. We're having new perspective, insight. We're feeding ourselves right now. But when you're on social media and you're consuming and it's not like something that is educating you, you're on TikTok, and you just get a dopamine hit after dopamine hit after. If you're like me, who ADHD bitch, you know, how addictive that shit is. It's addictive to every fucking person, but especially for us crazy fucks. And I'm sure you will agree with me. And there's so much science and statistics. I don't need to go read them all off to you to prove it. You can go look, and you will find it. That. The more you're on the internet, the more you're consuming, the more you're on social media, the more I don't feel good. I do not feel nearly as good as when I am consuming less and I'm being more productive or I may be on social media, maybe about the same amount of time, but what I'm doing on it is different. If I'm creating content, I'm engaging with my podcast listeners, I'm being really intentional about what I'm doing on there. It's so different than when I'm sitting on my ass, matting my hair in the back and the pillow. I'm getting tech neck to fucking hell, okay? I'm looking up tech neck surgeries, getting tech neck. And you're just like, is, is there such thing as blue light poisoning? Because I've, I must have it. Are we all going to die from blue light poisoning one day? Maybe. That wouldn't surprise me. I don't know why there's not a blue light blocker in my contacts. I'm sure they fucking make those. If you're listening... And if you're a couple, even better, watch this with your spouse. Watch the movie, The Social Dilemma. And that is not like a plug. That would be so weird. That would be so cool if they like paid me to bring them up, but that's not what's happening. I'm just telling you that I watched it and it did give me new perspective. And a lot of it was like shit I believed in and knew, but it really just drove it home of like, wake up. And guess what? Have I gone off the rails since seeing that and fell back into bad habits? Yes. We're all human, but when you notice something and there's like resources and apps and things you can do to set parameters around yourself to really minimize being on your phone. And when it comes to relationships, what this this is what we're supposed to be talking about. When it comes to your marriage, your relationship, it is not hot to look over. I'm guilty, guilt. I'm so fucking guilty. And you see your spouse with their head buried in their phone. And if you have the routine of you're both in your phones, and maybe you're even fine with it, you're like, you know what? We like to decompress. That means you're addicted to your phones. And I do want to know if that is the basis of your connection. Are you only connecting, discussing TikTok videos or reels? You've got to mix it up. You've got to strip it away. Get uncomfortable. Do something and some fresh fucking air. Go play putt putt or something. Change from the little bitty screen to the big screen. <laughs> so baby steps, baby steps. And that's why this is a part one, because the not connecting because you're addicted to your phone is a, again, a side part, like another consequence of being hooked on that shit instead of turning inward or being intentional about your time and health, mindfulness, all of that. Specifically, how does this impact how you're behaving in your marriage? Like, are you getting along? And is it because what you're consuming is a bunch of fucking bullshit on the internet? Or maybe you have a spouse or it's you who has a job Cool, I could mean a million things on the internet. So you have to be on social media. You have to be participating and you see both sides and you can get sucked in And start comparing yourself and feeling like shit while also playing the game. If you know, you know, and trying to show up as your best self and while not feeling fraudulent because boy, oh boy, do we know how many people are showing up on the internet? Maybe you don't. Let me enlighten you. That it's all baloney. Like the the couples, the people that are having to portray or like be super into each other and that is their job. My heart my heart breaks for you. Imagine, I feel pressure just about the horny housewife. And it's a, a, a this, it's this. I don't want to call it anything. I don't want to minimize my beautiful baby <laughs> that's growing into a big, badass adult. But I get, I feel pressure about this sometimes. Like, wanting to always be authentic, to make sure that you know that just because it's called the horny housewife, sometimes the horny housewife isn't horny. Sometimes the horny housewife is fucking in a dark place. Sometimes I am on, sometimes I'm off. Sometimes being high libido isn't all what it's cracked up to be. Sometimes I have deep, deep insecurities. I'm just A person just like you, duh. But I think for some reason when someone talks a lot about something, they get some idea. They form judgments around this person. I don't know. We do it whether we realize it or not. But the people that have to work with their significant other, I don't know how they do it. I really don't. Sounds terrifying, and I'm sure there's some happy ones. Like you think of Joanna Gaines, and I don't even know what her husband name husband's name is. Wouldn't it be so sad to find out they fucking hated each other's guts? And I'm sure that's not the case. But I'm sure they, if they're good, it's because they work really, really hard, and they go to therapy, and they talk about shit, and they make sure they want to fuck each other. Like you have to. That would be the only way to survive that shit. That's what I think. And so many of us in regards to social media, most of us are consumers. So we're just watching it. We're seeing it. We're consuming. We're following. We're being influenced. And you don't realize that so much of it has a script or parameters of what they need to be saying. So much shit, people are being paid for. And so you know the bigger someone is the harder to, in my opinion the harder it is to trust if it's if they like what they're talking about or if the number was just good enough for them to talk about it and i i believe that there are people that really like what they're talking about i do and those are that's why you keep following them and you keep being influenced but there are some people that I know make me feel bad about myself and when I feel bad about myself and when I'm worried about how I look all the time and I'm worried about the wrong things and I'm always scrolling and I'm thinking, Oh, that's what a marriage should look like. That's what my husband should be acting like. That's what things should look like. That's what my house should look like. Why has my husband not bought me that house yet? What about this? I'm 34. She's 33. That shit is not good for you. Gratitude has now gone out the window. You are setting up unrealistic expectations. You are looking at a very small percentage. And if you feel entitled to that, go get it, manifest it. It's yours, baby. But being a bitch about it, being unhappy, and this goes both ways. Like, men about their wives or their situation or what they think it's supposed to look like because of what they see on their phone on social media and then they're showing up in their relationship really ungrateful a real big fuckhead douchebag b-i-t-c fucking h and When you cut that shit out, when you mute, unfollow, stop following and looking at things that immediately make you feel less than, bad, worse, where you're comparing, why am I not there? Turn that shit off. That's not inspiring you. You're not going to go buy all those decorations to decorate your mini mansion and backyard barbecue pool cabana because you don't have one yet. Okay? Yet. I'm having that yet there for us. But... If something's making you feel bad, then don't keep doing it. It's like drinking poison. And that's just like one little, that was just me like giving the women a hard time because we do that. We compare ourselves and that can go from not just from what material things help people look, which, oh, that don't even get me started. Don't even give me start because that is just not real. So you're comparing yourself to something that literally isn't real. And I'm not even talking about plastic surgery. I'm talking about the lighting, the cameras, the glam, the editing, the face tune, the the all of it, the it there's it's so madness now. You have to really just it's so simple. All you have to do is go like no fucking way. If you have not seen a person in real life, don't you dare look at them and feel bad and question because when you haven't seen them you are convinced that that's what they really look like and then you find out like oh everybody has pores everybody has pores everybody has pores but let's get back to marriage let's get back to marriage let's get back on track and that's this could be like part four point did I just have a seizure okay This could go into five parts. We should just spread it out through the years, like one, another part every six months or something. Let's talk about like jealousy and fidelity, these aspects. This is when people are like happy their significant other doesn't have social media because people fuck up and blur the lines and they reconnect with their old this and this and this and they slide in the DMs and like what's cheating is... Is responding with an emoji, is that inappropriate or is it having a conversation where things you wouldn't want your partner to read are being said, like which one is cheating? Some people say that like just responding to stories means that they're trying to engage with you and that's just... I don't, I don't take it that way. Someone responds to something. I just like double tap. I'm a double tap queen. If it's my podcast page, then like, I like to engage. If someone says, Hey, or like, so I got you started on the book. I don't respond to like that kind of stuff, but listener questions, of course, rants and raves about the pod, of course. Okay. We're derailing, but there's so many boundaries that have to be there for social media. And I'm just going to go back. Okay, before my husband, the man I dated, he had social media, of course. Let me go back there. I remember several fights happening because of Instagram, like pulling up on his phone. And where was he on Instagram? There's a picture of girls' boobs. It's basically women's breast. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, do you know her? And he doesn't even know who that is, which I guess that's better. I'm glad he doesn't know her. But, you know, you still feel like disrespected because that's disrespectful. and I also do feel like certain things like don't fly in certain seasons and maybe that's weird and incorrect and some might say, well, like why was it not okay then and it's okay now? Because maybe when you've been married 30 years and you want to look up men's chiseled abs and he wants to look at a pair of tits 20 years ago, like you just don't hate on, you're just like, you know, it's just a picture okay? But right now when we're sexy and beautiful and sprung, like appreciate what you have, Jeremy. Okay. And speaking of the Jeremy's in the world, and there's lots of female Jeremy's too. What should we call her? Let's call her Stephanie or Jessica. Let's call her Jessica women who just want and need male attention and so they get it online and their emotional fair affair, affair horrors because they need the pat, the verbal pat on the back the validation that they're not getting in their current situation so they're entitled to that elsewhere and you get yourself in big fucking trouble and that's just again another consequence Of social media on marriages, I guarantee you it is a huge, huge resource of infidelity. Duh. So, thus far, we've talked about decreased quality time, decreased satisfaction in the relationship, and the possibility of online relationships that are not beneficial to your marriage, emotional affairs. And just creating jealousy in general where your partner's now snooping and you've got this whole anxious horror of shit stemming from social media and don't even get me started about the women on Facebook man I shouldn't be talking about, about women I mean the men on the internet it's creepy like men shouldn't I don't think men should even have social media I think it's weird and I don't want to bash because I know a lot of y'all are listening to this podcast and so that would be counterproductive but I think there are so many goddamn creep men creepy men I just couldn't even fucking say it. that dyslexia of the mouth I mean, she writes this whole episode, creepy men on the internet and there's a lot of crazy bitches on the internet and there are a lot of Karens on the internet and they're on Facebook and they're commenting and they're arguing and they're combating and they're rebuttaling and I don't have a Facebook, praise be, and you know, I just can't. I can't. And I have too big of a temper and I probably would just want to verbally abuse for shits and gigs. So it's a good thing I'm not over there. That would be time consuming and take away from my marriage. I think the last couple things I brought up were all pretty obvious. I think we can all agree to that. And I think, you know, mentioning the comparison, the thief of joy is... Maybe something you don't first think of that with some thought, with some scanning of the FYP, you can see kind of what soul food you got going on there. And if that is your soul food, you need to fucking course correct Ask yourself, is social media playing a role in any issues in my marriage with one or the other? If it's the other person bitching about it, it's your fucking problem too, because y'all are a unit. So if one person is not okay with something, then you both better not be fucking okay with it and figure it out. Got to look at it as a team. Like it's you both against the issue, not you against each other. Easier said than done. Easier said than done, but I'm saying it right now. So if you're fucking listening and you're like, it's a problem, then here's your chance right now to not be fuckheads and be defensive and go, what are we going to do about it? And lastly, ask yourself, am I on the internet? And then comparing my spouse going, they should be more like this or this is what this looks like or we should be having sex this much because this is what they say and this is what's normal and this is what's not. Stop doing that. Stop fucking doing that to yourself. Like give the gift of relief to yourself. And I get being inspired, but just don't forget that lots of people are full of shit and lying and lying. You ever want to feel better about yourself? Go down that rabbit hole on TikTok together. Look up all of the little YouTuber family drama. Here I am at the end promoting you to consume bullshit, mindless videos. But for real, if you want to see some corruption, lies, deceit, there's some psycho-ass families. What was that most recent one? The Ruby Frankie girl? Horrifying. And so many times, like, maybe it's because I feel like I can feel all the goddamn energies through the fucking phone, even, that I got a heebie-jeebie creepy, creepy cult vibe. I'm sure we all did. With the Ruby Frankie, and I mean, that husband was complicit. If you don't know what I'm talking about, wow, geez. the Ruby Frankie that she had like eight, they were LDS, right? I don't know, maybe not, but like some division of Mormons and abusive, like wildly fucked up. And then there's the Ace family and they're sham and there's these charismatic super Christian, the Duggers, the Fundies, the fundamentalist, shiny, happy people. I just watched that on Netflix. Oh my gosh. You got to watch that. I'm giving all the wrecks today, just free wrecks, left and right. And yeah, well, these things wake you up or maybe make you feel like not trusting at people. I mean, a little bit, but also like get it, get with reality. If this stuff is shocking to you, then I'm scared for you. It shouldn't be shocking <laughs> at this point it's a good reminder that all those ones that seem like they've got it all in order, sometimes they, they're the most, they're the most not together. So it is nice to find people that can come and just wear the shit hard on their sleeve. Here's a platter of my poop. Love me, I hate me, still an obsession, just whatever. Take me as I come put your phone down, make out for 10 minutes, Buck each other, unwind. I love a good meme. I love a good meme. But at the end of the day, that shit don't matter. Until next week, love you long time.